0: Yeah, I did see kind of a bit of a uh, 29th Street and end parking garage there, you know, with all the buses. <laughs> Shout out to Sacramento uh, Regional Transit. Happy 50th anniversary, by the way.
1: Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about Sac Republic's 1 0 win versus Detroit City. Once again, unbeaten at home. We are still in first place overall, and the team is just making us happy week by week. Danny continues with his clean sheets. So we just have uh, one that we've received in the entire season out of seven matches what a crazy start to the season i don't think any of us would have imagined we would have this amazing season especially uh, with some new players in the squad and all that but it's been going good open cup may have been a different story but in the league hey we're still crushing it also we're going to be talking about our sibling team huddersfield town Get a little update because there's only three games left in their season, and looking at the standings, it's crunch time. We need to pull out the calculator, figure out what we need for them to stay in championship another year and make it to the Premier League the following. So we'll be also mentioning that as well as podcast winter dinner, uh, Oakland Roots game on Wednesday, and all that. So let me go ahead and introduce my co-hosts tonight here, Sharon and Jared. First, as always, everyone knows. Let's go to you, Sharon. How are you?
2: Hey, Elk Grove is hanging in there. Weather's heating up. We're going to have a hot time in the old town on Wednesday night, and um, then we get a break and get to watch the guys play on television on Saturday. But all in all, it was a great weekend where I live and in what I do. So, Jared, how are you doing?
0: Doing excellent. Uh, great powwow this past weekend. Had Had me some fried bread, and now we get to Get ready for Wednesday's uh, all-day I-80 Classico, given the Kings playing Warriors at uh, Golden 1, and, of course, Republic FC hosting Oakland Roots for the U.S. Open Cup. So that is going to be a stressful Wednesday. So uh, if you, if there's anything to help you calm down, as long as it's legal, go ahead and do so. But other than that, feeling excellent. Can't wait for these week's
1: matches. Luis, how about you? I'm feeling good coming back from my trip over to Carlsbad this past weekend and I have to say I missed the weather. I told you guys already I got a little sunburned unfortunately but you know what it's AC time. Luckily I was able to get the AC fired up and you know what it looks like we put the the cold weather behind us which is probably good because I think we had enough rain and we want to watch good games. Don't let the weather affect things and You know what? Let's experience spring as it should be, right, with 80 degree weather. Well, Sharon, as usual, do us the honor to introduce your segment, please.
2: And now one of my favorite segments, Galazas of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some Galazas of Gratitude. Hey, and as usual, I'll just go ahead and take the reins and start off with the golazos of gratitude of mine. So a lot of, if you know me, you know that I'm always either picking up trash, riding a bike, um, you know, going to the local haunts here in Elk Grove or doing something with the family. And this weekend, besides my golazo of gratitude to Luis Felipe for scoring what a you know, cracker of a goal. It goes to actually Danny Videolo for keeping a nice clean sheet. And then my second goal of gratitude goes to the 24 volunteers, including plus myself that on Earth Day did a massive cleanup in my neighborhood. We have lakes. And so we were able to get boats in the water. We got permission to put kayaks in the water and we did an amazing amount of cleanup um in in the lakes nearby where there was just so much trash that was embedded around the shoreline. can't see it from up above, but when you're in the lake, it's just bad. It's horrible. It's a stinky, smelly mess. Anyhow, my glasses of gratitude are there. You guys, you're always wonderful and fabulous to to be with. And then also to um John, uh, who continues to keep us updated on some of the stats going on across the pond with H- Huddersfield town. So Jared.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of echo those, those as well. I mean, definitely appreciative of Luis Felipe getting yet another goal and busting out the Bar- Barney Gumble uh, meme from The Simpsons. Talk about just put it in my vein. <laughs> but all, but also yeah. the Danny Vitello. I mean, yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond is going bankrupt, but we're still going to be good with the clean linens as long as Danny V is still healthy. So definitely appreciate all, all of his work as well as you know all of the, uh, you know, the defenders, the attackers. Yeah, everyone getting to the spot as they need to. So definitely most appreciative of that. And, and then also to some of the, uh, some of the merchants at this past week's Powell I've gotten like a nice little shirt and actually got a couple little stickers as well uh, done by local artists. So definitely appreciate that. And, and of course uh, to John as well. I mean, his ear to, to the ground uh, as far as uh Huddersfield town goes. Can't wait to see to see how these next three matches for them result. Fingers crossed, especially the last match. That's going to be a doozy. We're going to talk about that later on. Luis, how about you?
1: Well, I have to echo what you were saying, Jared. A huge, colossal gratitude out to John for always keeping us informed, especially with Huddersfield. I mean, ever since we heard that announcement, he's been watching the games. He's been looking at the statistics and all that, and we greatly appreciate having all that knowledge, especially because... We all get kind of busy and when we actually get the chance to look at it, you know, we're not able to really dig too deep into the numbers, but John is on point looking up all that's going on and also with the news and and all that. So that helps us out a lot. And then another one goes out to Fox 40 for having a great stream. And, you know, you really appreciate those things, especially when you're so far away from Sacramento and you're hoping that the stream's not going to get delayed, that You know, we're going to be able to actually watch a game and despite them having audio issues, which unfortunately lasted about half an hour in the second half, the game still kept going. So I'm appreciative of the fact that they still kept the stream going on, even though there was no one, you know, commenting, you know, uh, all that was not happening. And, you know, I have to say it was kind of interesting experiencing it without commentary because it made me feel like I was at the stadium. (laughs) Because, uh, you know, you're just hearing the noises, you're hearing people shout, a couple of things that maybe you shouldn't have been repeated on TV (laughs) were being said, but I mean, it made you feel like you were there. That was a good experience.
2: My mom, she even joked, she was texting my sis and I saying, I could hear what Coach Briggs is saying. And it's like, yeah, you can hear it all. So, mom, 92-year-old mom, like, ah, her ears. (laughs) Yeah, and I will and
0: I will say I kind of made fun about it a little bit, but I but I know the f- folks at Fox Forty, they they definitely do a you know a hard work a hard job, you know, making sure that everything is running as possible because it's not o- only you know the local fans that want to watch, but also those of us that are fortunate to still be able to access the website or the app outside of California. But yeah, I did poke a little fun about their audio difficulties, kind of borrowed. Uh, from the tbb chance with that so
2: <laughs> that was good your meme on that one was awesome because i was <laughs> singing along and it's like oh yeah it goes right with uh
0: so, so see it's just like being at the at the park right there so
2: well can't, can't, can't,
1: be, can't be all that bad <laughs> yeah well i'm glad that Again, everything uh, went uh, smooth aside from that issue. The stream was still loading well, and I guess it's probably good that we didn't score because it would have been a little sad to not hear, you know, Rob McAllister actually like shouting the goal or anything like that. So, you know, at least there's there's a plus to not scoring, but we'll talk about it here later on that we really should have scored. Let's go ahead and move on then to this match. 1-0 1-0 was the scoreline, but it really should have been more than 1-0 because we had plenty of opportunities. If we look at the statistics, that tells you everything. We had 11 shots, but only four were on target. But more should have been on target, and we really should have ended this game with a 3-0. Jared would have gone the extra point because we were more dominant in this match, and Detroit had seven shots. None were on target. I mean, the team wasn't anywhere to be seen. And it just worried me so much when we weren't scoring more goals. And Detroit still had a chance to tie it up, right? Unfairly, but, you know, it could have been one of those circumstances that we've seen in the sport happening at times where the team that isn't playing well, you know, manages to get a point. But looking at the goal itself, happened in the ninth minute. And who else? to start a play but jacker on the lines putting up a good cross that russell spots pretty well russell we know the guy you know he not only scores goals he also assists and he has good vision right when he gets the ball he knows what to do with it if he sees there's a good opportunity to pass it to one of his teammates he does so and that's exactly what he did here he saw Luis Felipe open and I don't know what the Detroit players are doing, but <laughs> they left him open wide to just have that opportunity to shoot at goal They're, and he did it.
2: They followed Aldair. They were kind of tracking Aldair for just a second. They that Aldair pinched in. Did you see that? Yeah. And the right when uh, Russell right when Russell made the pass, Aldair pinched in. And so he drew a, he drew a couple players with him. The one defender for Detroit did managed to try to interrupt Luis Felipe's play but like you said earlier ice in the veins
1: yeah and what a shot by Luis Felipe right we know that he knows how to shoot and all that but man he didn't have an angle to put it there and he did it I I was impressed by that and I'm never gonna get tired of saying the guy has good shooting abilities and I'm thankful that he's been able to stay with us because he really should have been able to go back to MLS. I don't know why it didn't happen to him, but he's a guy that has done enough already with us to get back to that level.
0: Believe me, I'm not complaining that, that we're holding on to him. I mean, I'm definitely grateful that that he's still with us. Yes. He could definitely fit in on a lot of MLS clubs, but thank you, Luis Felipe for, for choosing Sacramento. You know, we, we, we love it. I mean, we can't wait to see more, more of this, this season, this Open Cup, just keep it up.
2: It's so good. Now Russell was instrumental in a lot of different plays because he was getting double and triple teamed every time he got the ball. They swarmed Russell because they know what he can do now. You know, the first couple matches, people weren't quite aware of Russell Cicerone. Now they are, and so they're like double triple marking him. They're double tripping, mar- triple marking Rowe because they know that those two guys are playmakers. Jack is the one guy that seems to get free a lot because he knows that the other guys are getting marked. So he has been very instrumental in getting around the corner and getting these wild ass crosses off. He'll be almost like right at the touchline. And then all of a sudden it's like the ball is whipped in. It's like, dude, you saved that from going over the end. And now you've got this perfect cross coming in and you know, he's got, he, he is, he hit crosses several times during, during the match. Now our possession is still kind of wonky. And I know that we're working on that. Um, Detroit did have quite a bit of possession as well. Uh, we're still working on pulling our defense up so that we compress, um, that we can compress the field a little bit. We're, you know, so so all of those things are still in progress. We'll put it that way. Uh, you could tell there were a couple times of watching live because we get to see the whole field, whereas sometimes the view that you're getting on television, you're not necessarily seeing the whole field and what's happening with the defense when the attack is happening. So I know that Mark is still going to be working on that. You just have to count on having awesome referees to call when we're pulling, you know, when we're pulling up to call the other team offsides when they go too far too soon. So, you know, it's the guys are still working on keeping the run going. Oh, you're showing, I'm sorry. We're moving on here to some opportunities that Detroit had where Danny Viniolo saved our bacon. Talk about it, Luis.
1: Yeah, so this one in particular, uh, Danny actually didn't do all that much because fortunately the shot was not on target, but happened about two minutes later in a mistake that we don't see, you know, Connor make a lot of these mistakes, but he, you know, passed it to the wrong guy.
2: (laughs) We (laughs) were so uh, pissed.
1: You guys, the whole
2: stand gasped all the stands were like, ah, when that happened. And, you know, of course Connor had to hustle back and his, his, his teammates covered for him. So, yeah, if you'd have been there, you could have heard the entire stadium, like go into minor panic.
1: And it really should have been a Detroit goal, right? Had it been a play for us, I see Russell scoring that goal or if he's assisting someone else, I see them scoring the goal, but we were so lucky that they were so bad at shooting. So that lucky. should have been a goal. I know Danny could have stopped things, but this should have been one of those shots that goes right into the corner. And <laughs> that's something we need to be aware of because if it is a stronger side, this game would have been tied up. Could have been a whole different story in that second half.
2: I'm really thankful, though, that um, Arnold Lopez dropped in <laughs> when he saw the mistake you know, that was made. So we ended up with three defenders that kind of Closed down the middle in front of the goal there, you know, with, with Arnold and um, Jared and, oh my God, I literally just dropped through a bit. Oh, Shane, Wheat, Yeah. So, <laughs> so when we saw all three of those defenders kind of pinch in all together, that I don't think they were watching the play develop that it was actually going to be swung wide. So that was a little bit of a hiccup on our part. So at the end of the day, you know, we prevented that goal from going in just by freaking out Detroit. Maybe somebody yelled, shoot, why didn't the guys like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not alone too. I, I was also trying to like, remember his first name. I mean, it's still early on in the season and we're still trying to like, remember names. I mean, it's still surreal for me to hear you say that Jared was on the field. So I'm like, no, Jared <laughs> was on the field. Is watching it on TV. What do you mean? <laughs> like-? Since when? When when did I get on the field? Oh, 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 oh. y'all mean my
0: brother. (laughs) Okay.
2: Yeah, Jared. Yeah. So, you guys, I feel so bad because usually our team plays so well that our defenders always – they don't always have to touch the ball. Let's face it, not every team has a good left side, which would be our Mm. right side, which is Jared Timmer's side, Mm. right? Most teams have a good right side because most guys are right-footed. There's not as many left footers in, you know, in the world as there are right footers. And so Shane Wheat was busy, right? He was touching the ball like crazy. I would always joke. It's like, oh, my God, Jared Timmer, because we do such good job in the field and defense. It's like, oh, yeah, Jared touched the ball five times tonight. But last, last Saturday, he touched it like 10 times. I told him after the game, I said, you got to touch the ball like 10 times. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I didn't get to explain myself to say that we're so good defensively. We don't always need to work. You don't have to, you you get to move up and back with everybody, but, and you're good, but it's almost like we're we're better. We're good. This whole team is so good. The play is kept out of, so anyhow, I digress. It was funny in my head at the time. Well, Rob was also commenting that, that
0: uh, they weren't really mentioning Jared uh, uh, a whole lot this season, but today, I mean, he was, getting more uh, he was getting more touches in this past match so that was definitely something rob had pointed out hey you know we see him on the field but we don't really get a chance to mention about him so definitely awesome that he's getting more opportunities
2: you know getting more touches on the ball and i know know, it's so funny because i noticed that it's like we're that good we don't need to. Oh, we don't. Not everybody needs to be utilized. We use him for aerial, you know, because he'll he'll restart the play if a a through ball is coming in in the air. He's very good at heading the ball and getting it to you know somebody. But it's like like yeah, he touched it ten times instead of five times this time. Anywho,
1: so we move on to the second half, fifty first minute, and what should have been a goal, right? And it should have been an assist by Keiko. Down over to Jacker. I mean, uh, just gave him that pass, it was a sweet pass. Jack knew, like, you know what? I'm just gonna do a first touch on it. He had a shot, it hits right on the post. Sally didn't hit the goalkeeper <laughs> behind right. We've seen those things happen sometimes, and right goalkeeper ends up doing a own goal there, but doesn't happen there. And then some people were calling for a PK, but after we saw the replay, I mean it really wasn't a PK for Jack there. And Sharon, you could probably tell us. I mean, we were hearing Rob mentioned that Jack was like, like going all nuts on the referee, which that is typical Jack, right? But, right. But uh, yeah, that's what we were hearing. But yeah, after seeing the replay, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a PK, but but should have been a goal, right?
2: Yep, it should have been a goal. And then somebody later in the match, and we'll get to it if they replay it, missed a sitter. I think it was Zico missed an an absolute sitter of a of a tap in. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, Zico had two opportunities, right? Zico gets something. And fortunately we end up winning the game, but when I saw him miss those, I was like, if we don't win this game, I'm sorry, Zico, but you're gonna be the one to play him because you had just a clear That's opportunity yep. in the 68th minute, right? Yep. I mean, he gets the ball passed over to him. All he's gotta do is just like, you know, cross the ball in. And barely he touch it. That. He, yeah. He doesn't
2: even he just all he has to do is breathe on it and it'll just go right in. Cause you know, let's face it, it got, you know, he got given the ball perfectly. Anywho.
1: Yeah, the things that you know need to be practiced, right? And things that I'm sure coach is looking at, right? Because again, if it would have been another difficult team, imagine like messing up an opportunity like that. And it would have been another assist, also, by the way, for uh, Russell too.
2: Right. Yep. Yeah. But you know you get anxious in front of the goal. He had to use his left foot, you know, on, on that one. Not that I forgive him, but it's just, (laughs) it's, it's tough. Yeah. We've had, we had a lot of opportunities, Luis. I think in the beginning, you said it should have been four nothing, you know, because of the hole that got, you know, when Jack hit the post, Zico missed the sitter. And then there was that last scramble in front of the goal, um, at the, what, what, what minute was that? Like the 90th something minute, there was
1: that a, was like that was scramble. like in the 71st minute, and then oh, Zico 70%. had another one too. Aside from that one, I remember there were two Zico ones, not as clear yeah. as that one we just spoke about, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could have been 4 0. I mean, right. it, it could have been anyone,
2: yeah. I do appreciate the buildup. I mean, the game was very interesting, even though it was a low scoring game, it was a very interesting game to watch because we really got to see the different skill sets that everybody brings to the table. And then you've got to actually see what every, what our guys need to work on Shane. I'll tell you, he's becoming one of my new favorites in the back line, really like uh, his calmness. He has a certain calmness about him and he is for a tall guy and, a, you know, kind of a lanky guy. He's not a bad dribbler. I mean, he's pretty good. He's got pretty good feet. So between his heading capability and, you know, some of the things that he does with his, with his feet and his speed, he's, he's a, he's a nice little asset, you know, and Jared Timmer, same thing. He's got, he's, he's got awareness. He's got a good heading ability. It was great. So, and then the, we're wondering if Johnny Fenwick will be able to play this weekend, if they're going to find a role for him, not weekend uh, tomorrow, if they find a role for him or not, you know, so we'll see. What'd you guys think of Keiko's plays uh, this last match? How would you think
1: he did? Well, he did pretty he good. Was the first sub? Yeah, he was
2: the first one to sub out.
1: Yeah, I mean the the time that he was on the pitch, he did pretty good, right? I mean, okay. you could uh, his movements are great. He had pretty good passes. I think he should have had an assist, right? But yeah. <laughs> we know we had those missed opportunities. But yeah, I mean, Keiko's been the Keiko that we've known. Yeah, he's
0: definitely getting some quality minutes in there. I mean, he's, just like last year. You know, I wouldn't expect any less. I mean, Keiko's just finding ways to get opportunities and then just swim his way, way to, to an open spot and just attack when he can. Defending's uh, pretty, pretty good as well. But of course, we also got to talk about uh, other uh, unorthodox uh, defenders. Uh, apparently, the referees got. Uh, Kind of held it down against Detroit City a couple times as well because there were a couple plays that uh, Detroit tried launching it uh, from fairly deep, but ended up smacking the refs instead. <laughs> so yeah,
1: Sorry. I mean they thought they were playing too, right? I mean, I like guess not in this match they they weren't their you know, 12 man.
2: <laughs> so we hollered at our ref because our guys passed it once to the referee. Um, <laughs> Clearly passed it. It was in the beginning of the match, and it was like we were hollering, "Ref, you shouldn't be wearing black socks." And it's like, well, then what color could he wear? You know, because referees have to wear black socks, and so our 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 guy just passed it to I me. Mean, he didn't look any higher than his feet and his his waist. And next thing you know, ball <laughs> went straight to the ref, and the ref was like, "I'm not playing this one." <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, if they change shorts, what what color would they change it to? Right? I guess he could also be all red, right? He had the red shirt; could have been red I shorts.
2: Know. I thought there was a rule that the refs have to have black shorts and black socks. I thought that that was like a rule. I don't know; I could it, be wrong.
1: It, it might be. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm trying to remember all the refs, and I think they all wore black shorts. Like I I don't know if I've I don't know if you guys remember, and not just like in USL, but I'm just saying just in general. Have you ever seen a ref with <laughs> a different colored shorts? But what I do know the rule is, I mean, obviously, he was wearing red. We couldn't be wearing red. You can't be wearing the same color of shirt that the ref is wearing. And neither right. does the goalkeeper, right? And I've right. seen instances where goalkeepers have had to actually change jersey. And yes. sometimes even wear the the actual, like, field player jersey. <laughs> yes. it's kind of funny, right? But, yeah.
2: Throw a bib on him. It's pink. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> So. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. You speak from experience, right? At, at some point, there's a Sac Republic story there, right?
2: Oh, I had to drive all the way back to CRC to grab another, uh, the third <laughs> kit for the keeper, because of the way the colors that the ref, ref was wearing, and also the colors of the team, the visitors, and it screwed everything up. So <laughs> I had to like drive 90 miles an hour down the freeway back to CRC to get the third goalkeeper kit. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. For Dom, or was it for...
2: It was It was back in... The, I think it was back in the Dom... I think it was Dom was our, our assistant. I don't remember if it was Evan Newton. Or... Um, yeah, because there were many that went through, but it was It was a while <laughs> back. Anywho, probably 2016. Whoever our keepers were in, in 2016, it might have been then.
1: It might have been Evan, I, I want to say. Yeah. Well, that's, that's funny. But, yeah, see, there's an example right there. It, it definitely happens and uh you know it's it's a funny situation but yeah it, it needs to be fixed because it's really easy to mix up and you don't want anyone to think there's unfair advantage or all that stuff so right well so, yeah that, that was the match one two. and
2: that brings us to an unfortunate situation that happened in the 79th minute i believe it was the 79th minute where um our fearless captain suffered an injury and the whole crowd That was the quietest we've ever seen Heart Health Park, aside from, you know, the moments before the National Anthem or whatever. um, We were dead, dead quiet. And most, the referee hadn't blown the whistle and Roe was down. And all of us were like yelling at the referee to blow the whistle. And the fourth official finally cued the ref in to the fact that he needed to pause the game so that we could tend to Roe. And the medical staff was out there for a little bit. Until they could get him on his feet, they brought the stretcher out and then they got him on his feet and he could not put any weight at all on his right leg, which tells me that there was something going on there um you know uh, the buzz on television KCRA reported uh quad, you know quad slash hip flexor kind of thing up in the front, but we don't know and hopefully we'll be able to find out a little bit more and but in the meantime, whether he, whatever he'd injured, we just have to think really good thoughts and send super good vibes and put all the faith in the hands of, you know, our medical staff to take the best care of Roe while he recovers from this injury. And to all the players, if they had a knock or an injury, you know, get better, you know, do what you have to do. I know Dami is still out. He's a little tender still with uh, his quad and hip flexor situation that he was, you know, nursing. So you know, all these guys that have a little knock going on. Just think of thoughts, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, it, when I was uh, watching the uh, footage on the uh, Fox 40 website, I mean, as soon as I saw that happen and, and also uh, Roro being helped off the field, I mean, it may have been quiet over there. But uh, here in Section 602, you, you probably could have been here in a uh, telegraph mode, you know, with, with, with all the F-bombs I was dropping, seeing him uh, being helped off. So definitely, uh, lots and lots of wishes of uh, speed recovery and to get well. All the good vibes coming in from from the desert, uh, not just for Roro, but to, like you said, also for Dami, who's uh, nursing an injury as well. I, I I truly believe in the medical staff in the Republic FC. We'll get them uh, good as new as quickly as possible, and and not just for for field, you know, just you know, like for for life in general. Obviously, it's it's going to be. A, a struggle, a, a challenge to get back up and, and running. But I but I know the staff will do that to, for, our, for our players, for our fearless leaders.
1: Yeah, I echo what you two uh, are saying. And I mean, it was rough for me as well, seeing them carrying him out like that. And we know that Roro's a strong guy. And to see our medical staff carrying him out like that, it's like, that. that's when you knew that it was something serious, right? Like he wouldn't just be faking it. Like other players who might just drop down when you're winning, right? Try to kill some time. Like, he's not that kind of player. So it was really worrisome. And I'm just hoping that, you know, the team can give us a diagnostic soon because, (laughs) I mean, we're not the only ones here on the show worried about this too. I mean, all the fan base out there, everyone listening to us right now is worried about this. So hopefully, you know, the team could maybe let us know by like end of day Wednesday. (laughs) It would be nice to to know that. And, you know, I'm sure they're trying their best to try and figure out what's going on. And, you know, he's gone through a couple injuries in his career. We've known that even with us, right? Even just uh, recently as well. So, you know, we have faith in the medical staff team that they've done a good job treating him before and they'll do it again. And yeah, my best wishes to Roro and hopefully he's able to uh, come back soon because, You know, this might be his last season. I've always thought that it might be the season when he retires. Uh, I think, you know, this might be it. So, you know, we definitely want to see him out much more matches. And the team needs that guy, the leader, right? I mean, he's different when he's out there. And you could have other guys as captains. But, I mean, he's the guy who's been there literally since the beginning, right? And this being such a special season, you need to have him out there. So... Hopefully, hopefully. And I think as he recovers, I don't know if he'll be in the stands, if he'll be at VIP, but hopefully he's still able to be out there. You know, I'm sure the players even just seeing him in the stands or whatnot, it would be good, you know, just to see him there and be like, hey, he's he's out here supporting us.
2: Right. It's funny because a lot of clubs, um, they have their franchise players, their marquee players, right? And he is definitely Mr. Sac Republic. You know, he is that guy. Kamawasa was also a little bit of Mr. Sac Republic. But, you know, you can't hold a candle to what Roro has brought, you know, to uh, this this town. You know, we keep talking about getting a statue <laughs> when we get our permanent stadium. It's like, oh, we need a statue and it's got to be Roro. But then there's a lot of other notables. But it's like, start with Roro. Start with Roro you know, he's, he's, he's been that guy. He's been that guy. You never know. Hey, if Mark roots can pull a rabbit out of his hat for us this whole year, this whole season with everything, you know, Oh, he'd be the second statue. (laughs) Mark is really, he's, he's, he knows how to tweak the, you know, the system during play because we were all talking about half to after that one goal, when we couldn't seem to get anything past Detroit after that one goal, the last freaking like, 15 minutes it felt like the bus was so solidly parked and it's like no we really want to see more of an attack but they weren't Mm -hmm. even i've never seen us do that bus parking in the last whatever few minutes we were freaking out because detroit was kind of penetrating our bus right and they were getting in there and it's like we were getting nervous simply because we wanted to see more of a more of an attack from our end but they weren't they were like letting i think it was Luther. I think they let Luther kind of roam a little bit up at the top, but he had fresh legs and he wasn't running. And it's like, no, because they were waiting for him to be on the half line, you know, that if there was a ball that was plunked up, that he would run, run on and, you know, do something with it. But I'll tell you, man, that bus parking, did you notice that? Did you guys notice like how compressed we were in our defensive third and how we were getting penetrated the last few minutes? It was like nerve wracking. Did Mm -hmm. you guys sense any of that?
0: Yeah, I did see kind of a bit of a uh, 29th Street and End parking garage there, you know, with all the buses. <laughs> Shout out to Sacra Regional Transit. Happy 50th anniversary, by the way. But, you know, we, we kind of needed it. I mean, Nate Steinwasher for Detroit City. I mean, he's he is the glue that is trying to hold the franchise together there. I mean, now, unfortunately, they're uh, at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. But, you know, Steinwasher has got them at least fighting because yes this could have easily been 4-0 four, four or 3-0 like i was hoping my prediction would work out yeah but you know Re- republic fc you know they they knew that they were you know in the bag you know just get those uh, 51 67 68 uh, parked properly and we end up uh, going uh, going home with the three points and a uh, free uh, raising canes chicken
2: and then you gotta put the um, you put the other team on the Yolo bus back to the airport. <laughs> Since we're doing bus talk,
0: get all one forty two.
2: Yep, we put Detroit on the one forty two from L Street back to the airport. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's that was the story of the match, and you know we get the three points, and as I mentioned earlier, undefeated still. Only one goal scored in seven matches. I mean, I think if we go back in the history books, I don't think we've ever had a season like that, right? One goal in seven matches. That's never happened before in our history, you know?
0: Well, I think right now, and, and I'll have to do some digging to find out the actual amount, uh, but I believe this takes us over 500 consecutive minutes without uh, conceding a goal. But yeah, if uh, if we hadn't let Charleston score uh, back in uh, week two or so, I mean, this this would easily be much longer. I mean, we could easily get into the top ten of uh, goal uh, goalless uh, streaks as far as us not giving up a goal.
2: That's it. Us not giving up, being scored against. So you know, I think this is fodder for ESPN. You know, the whatever the highlights that they do. I you know, if we can keep it going, Danny Vidiolo, we can uh, be fodder for you know the the big time maybe sacra uh Soccer america will pick it up as you know hey this wonder kid who oftentimes wears yellow our big bird in goal whoo
1: our rose gold <laughs> yeah no he's making uh efforts to get the golden gloves again right let's remember he was one of the winners of that a few years back so
2: 2019 yeah, i believe it was yeah yeah
1: so he's he's not new to this right and he's uh now bringing it to Sacramento, and you know we're really happy to to see him there because last season he did such a good job; he deserved to have this many clean sheets, right? So, yep, he's All just right. he's oh, definitely ahead. definitely
0: a major anchor in Sacramento's Iron Curtain. Da- Danny
1: Vidiello, Russell Cicerone, and Shane Wheat. There you go. Danny's another guy that might get a statue. Add him to that list next to Mark Briggs and Roro.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> we'll like yeah. our statue
2: our <laughs> list of desired statues. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think for me, they already deserve a statue just because we made it to the final of the Open Cup. And yep. yes, even though we didn't win it, I mean, that, that's a big achievement, making it to the final of a national thing. Right. I mean, the Kings haven't even made it that far yet, right? So... Right. I'm just saying that's a big thing for Sacramento to make it into a final like that. So we'll see. Well, we'll see.
2: Now, is this when we talk about the podcast dinner winner? Or is this where we just no 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 no? We go we go into the <laughs> stats for the league, who we played next, the Oakland, uh, nah, 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 nah. then we go okay. Right.
1: No, normally we oh, would, but I, I think oh, I want I want to jump into wanna, it. No.
2: <laughs> You just want to talk about the fact that you've got a point,
1: <laughs> dang you! Well, I got a point thanks to the fact that I had faith that we would get a yellow card first, and you guys are like, eh, "Ah, no, Detroit's going to get the first yellow card." But I was like, "No, nah, I think it's going to be it's it going to be the us." Only
2: yellow card in the match. We got it. Yeah. And it was against uh, Arnold. I think it was. <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, was it against Arnold? No, I'm trying was to like, think because he had four yellow cards before. No, it was against Jack.
2: Oh, Decker. It, it
1: was when he was complaining, I believe. Oh, uh, and <laughs> in, in one of the plays or yeah, I think he got it for. Oh, no, uh-huh. no, mind. no. It wasn't for a complaint. It was a bad challenge that. Uh-huh. Yeah, he deserved the yellow. Yeah. From behind. Uh-huh. If you remember that play.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was that one, too. So, I mean, yeah, it was. It was well deserved, and and then that helped me get my point, which sucks. Again, we don't we don't like getting points for yellow cards, but I mean, it is what it is. That's that's how that goes. And uh,
2: you should freeze <laughs> the rows at the top that keeps uh, that holds our stats on the spreadsheet. So if, for all you listeners, we have a spreadsheet for our little game here. And damn it, Luis has just caught up with me. But um, it, you could freeze the the top uh, four rows. So that way we can always have that.
1: Yeah, we'll be freezing that so that we could reference it. And yeah, Yeah, we're starting to scroll down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, as we scroll down, we don't know what totals look like. So yeah, Yeah. there you
1: go. So totals, yeah. So me and Sharon are in in the leader board now, four points each. And Jared's got one point, but we do have Open Cup. This could change dramatically from literally one week to the other. So
2: that's right. That is correct.
1: So speaking of that, we have Open Cup (laughs) Wednesday uh, just in two days from our recording here, literally in two days because we're recording here at 7 p.m. on a Monday. So, again, for Open Cup, uh, in addition to final scores, scoring first, backup score for yellow, we also have the bonus option of will there be extra time or not, and this could get you an easy point or – if we remember the last match, we all thought, "Eh, hey, we're all going to get one point. It's crossfire. And that literally fired on us, right? <laughs> and we ended up not getting a point because you're we like, oh, extra time? No. We probably should have even had a bonus five points if <laughs> if you, like, dared to say yes. But we didn't. None of us had faith. And uh, Jared was the only one that had faith. And that's how he got his point. And that uh, Sag Republic got a yellow card. And, uh, yeah. So... Who wants to go first? Sharon Jared, Jared, Sacramento versus Oakland Roots Open Cup, round three.
2: You do?
1: You want oh, me for? Oh, okay. I really
2: want to go first. I can tell you're chomping a bit.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, this one's going to be a, a tough one based on the pass result, but I think that we get the win 2 1 is the score line. But I, I think that Oakland's going to score first, and then we do a comeback, get the win there. Uh, scoring first, I actually am going to go with uh, Luther getting the uh, first goal. I think he's probably going to be starting. I think yes, coach learned from the past game, like don't put a lot of academy players and inexperienced players. But I think he'll still have you know a few of those bench players. Like Luther would be one of them starting the match. Uh, but if for any reason Luther is not available, then I'm going to say Jack. I'm kind of repeating what you had in the last Open Cup game as well, Sharon, with uh, Luther first and Jack as the backup scorer, because I think Jack might also be starting. You know, you mentioned it before, Sharon, Jack likes to play. If if it were up to him, he'd probably play every single day. And he's the kind of guy that probably doesn't get tired. Or if he feels a little tired, he's like, I don't care. I still want to play out there <laughs> and, and and still give he it all, right. too. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, that's all I think. First yellow card, I think it'll be to us. We got the first one. Extra time, I think there will be extra time.
2: Does it go to PK? Oh, no, you don't You don't have it going to PKs. So I did write mine down earlier, earlier today. <laughs> and, okay, I'm going to be unpopular because I'm going to say that in regu- regulation and in extra time, it goes, it stays 2-2. And we do go to PKs, but we win. Okay, so I don't have a final score. I guess it would be three two, but that's only because we went on PKs. So it's not really three two because I'm saying PKs. I say mm-hmm. it we're going to PKs just because I think Oakland's going to play and we're going to play balls of the wall. Um, and Oakland, this means a lot to them, you know, to go mm-hmm. to 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 repeat what we did last year. So I don't think anybody's going to uh, sit down on this one. And I'm probably all wrong. And Luis, you're probably going to be really, really right. But that's okay. And scoring first, I'm actually going to go with my man Luis Felipe. And um, if for some reason he's not starting, I'm doing Connor Donovan. Because I think he's going to be in the match. Um, And first yellow is going to be Sac Republic.
1: Oh, okay. We're starting to have faith in us getting the first yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: if
0: this is... As much of a rivalry as it has in the past, and if they're gonna be putting up some of their stars, I'm gonna sense a little bit of a shootout. Maybe not necessarily as much as against Crossfire, but I am gonna say 3-2, we end up winning on regulation, so no extra time.
2: Ooh, I like you.
0: First goal score, I am gonna say Russell Cicerone, And I'm going to throw the throw the monkey wrench in the works. I'm going to say Johnny Fenwick if uh, as a secondary goal scorer.
2: Okay, yeah, like if Russell doesn't see the pitch. Okay.
0: Yep. And as far as uh, yellow goes, I think Oakland it gets a little uh, draws a little bit too much energy for, from the Warriors, so I think they're going to foul first. So Oakland uh, with the yellow card first.
1: Oh, this is, this is really good. Like this I said, is, yeah, it could change <laughs> in a few days. You might be seeing a different standing.
2: And, and Connor is spelled with one N Connor Donovan, one N.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. so, <laughs> I was trying to make him sound like a uh, good Sutton. old friend. Connor said, yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: there's the music.
1: It's back. <laughs> <You
2: could say. laughs>
1: well, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And, uh, Ooh, we, we need a screenshot this, and I know Sharon, you're on top of this every time the game's going on. You're like, <laughs> looking at this, and you're at the match, like shouting out, like I got a point, or oh darn it, you know Louise got a point, or Jared got the point.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah, this is going to be in, in handy dandy. I, I, I won't be. I'm going to have to like take a piece of paper with me because if I'm okay, okay, this leads me to a little teaser. There may be a live stream coming from our Instagram feed this Wednesday, it may or may not happen. I'm going to try. I'm going to charge up all my, uh, whatever you call portable plus uh, things so that y'all can watch the match since it's not going to be televised by anybody, unless somebody pulls a rabbit out of their hat and decides, Hey, we're going to throw it on YouTube or something. I don't know if we're going to do anything like that. So that's it. That's what that. And so I will have to print this up. I have to print it because how else am I look set- at it? And if CBS
0: uh, Sports Galazzo channel is listening, it would be most it would be most appreciative if y'all would pick up this match, too. I know you picked up three matches uh, with an announcement earlier today. So please, 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 if you would, even if you had to team up with CBS 13, we would love it.
2: Somebody, please. We Uh, need somebody to love us. Need somebody uh, to love.
1: Okay, (laughs) I don't get it. Why? They don't like actually like stream this match, it's such a like epic rivalry, right? You have the, the regional rivals. We're not playing against Crossfire, I get it. Against Crossfire, okay, it's, you know, lower division team, they didn't want to bother. It's not even Orange
2: County. We're not even playing. This is local. This is backyard to backyard.
1: Yeah. <sighs> so uh, I'm surprised. And even, you know, aside from Bleacher Report and all that, I'm surprised by our own team that we didn't even make the effort to actually want to stream the match because again it's a rivalry match it would be nice to actually watch (laughs) this one right the team that moves on will likely be playing an mls team right this match means a lot to all the teams because you get to have that game against the mls club and you know what it's great so i mean hopefully maybe that changes maybe we get a last minute announcement and they're like actually we are going to be, like, streaming it, but... Oh,
2: wouldn't that be dandy? You know. Yeah. Well, yeah and the,
0: go ahead. And then the, oh Sorry. And then the excellent part is, if it was to be picked up by CBS Sports Galazzo, they just uh, signed on to Pluto TV. So if, if Galazzo ch- Channel picked it up, we could just uh, go onto to uh, Pluto TV app, uh, which is available in different outlets and everything like that, and just watch the match that way. Wouldn't have to worry about it. If, Ooh, if it's if. free
2: lots of ifs lots of ifs yeah (laughs) but in the meantime y'all will uh hit our instagram page give us a follow so you can get notified when it uh you know if it it does go live make sure you're following that page because then it literally will tell your phone hey state of the republic podcast went live and it'd be like me and i have to remember not to swear i've got to (laughs) remember you know not to that's (laughs) fine players
1: it, it's a live show it's it's fine i mean it, anything goes uh, with a, a live show we can't really change that up uh too much so i, I think it's good in in that case and plus oh, just, you're at the game oh, everyone leave the knows cussing,
2: leave the swear words okay fine
1: yeah i mean you're at the game we're all cussing you know there's no beeping because we are genuinely not happy sometimes when certain decisions are made but yeah yeah exactly <laughs> if, if Fox 40 can let it fly, so can we. <laughs> That's true.
2: <laughs> there you go. So um, now we got to yeah. pick the SAC Tulsa stuff. And I might as well go first since I wrote it all down. Um, so I have us winning in Tulsa, 2-1. Russell Ciceroni, first goal scorer. If he doesn't see the pitch, it's going to be Luis Felipe. And the first yellow is going to be us again.
1: Oh,
2: Yeah, sorry. We're, it's going to be Arnold. I know it's going to be Arnold Lopez. He's, he's a magnet at this point. He's got four. He's got four yellows already in seven matches.
0: Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) All right. So since we're taking on Tulsa, I am going to say we're, we're going to go three, one Republic winning because if my memory serves me right, we have yet to lose against Tulsa Roughnecks slash FC Tulsa (laughs) throughout their history. Uh, as far as first goal, I am, I'm I'm going to say Luis Felipe for my first choice. And if for some reason, if, if he doesn't get it, I'm liking Jack Gerr yeah, for, for the second. And
1: I'm going to say we get the first yellow. Oh, okay. Oh, everyone has faith in Cyclopole again the yellow now.
2: <laughs> so look at you can keep Danny Videolo's sheets clean if you go with a zero for Tulsa. You could be the hero here, Luis Urbano.
1: And that's exactly what I was gonna do. I, I was gonna say a clean sheet here. I was yep. gonna go with the two zero for us. First goal scorer Russell. If he doesn't see the pitch, then I would probably go with Luis Felipe as well. I think okay. you know he's he's been scoring lately. First yellow card. I'm actually gonna go FC Tulsa on this okay. one. It worked for me the last one. I it, basically, if anyone didn't listen to the last pod when I guessed or when I predicted. That Psych Republic would get the first yellow card. I only did it to go against Sharon and Jared because they had picked Detroit. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go at it. It's a risky move. They could have been Detroit, and then I would have been out of points. So it's it's risky.
2: See, and and by letting you go last on your picks, yeah, you suck, Luis
1: Urbano. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we never rotate get to around. Let
2: him- he should never, ever, ever go last again. Oh, and we should be coming up. Remember we're gonna let somebody else pick our stats soon. And you know this this time, I, I I got I got John. I'm picking John. John's gonna be my stat guy, so I got him for my first if we pick somebody to run our. And I know you're probably gonna go with Scott Bradford, right, Jared?
1: Well, of course, he's got a proven record,
2: right. And Luis, what are you gonna go with Tina?
1: Tina, again, she, she helped me get some points uh, yeah. when we did well, that last year. So I
2: think Mike might have helped me get some points. You know what? But, you know, John's kind of new to our little groupie thing. So And, you know, he's been following Huddersfield Town. So he may say, no, I don't want to do it. And if that's <laughs> the case, fine, John. <sighs> but then I... So that i pick Mike as my backup.
1: <laughs> so I'm thinking this too. Uh, th- I don't know how you guys feel, but we could establish this ahead of time. So they're prepared already and they know this already. But right? how about we have them pick for the game on May 13th? Because the guys are going to have a good break, right? It's like a week and a half break in between the, a match against Tulsa and then the following one against Indy 11. But okay. so let's have them pick that game, in the 11. And also okay. the game that will be a few days later, midweek, against Orange County on the 17th. Two games. Are you thing. kidding
2: me? We're going to let our proxies pick
1: pick two games. Or actually, we could. Oh, no, no. Okay. I got a better one. Okay. We'll have them pick that one. And then for Orange County, we need to pick a different person. <gasps> and it could be one that one of the others already picked, but has to be a different person. So it'll be two picks by two different people for oh, each dear. person.
2: Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well,
0: I know I'm probably going to have to go with the proxy for the games on uh, the 13th and the 20th since I'm going to be incommunicado uh, for a couple of music festivals. So, Scott, get your thinking cap ready for both the match against uh, Indy 11 on May 13th and then also against the Roots on the 20th.
2: Well, you could still pick on the 20th. You don't have to be present to win. So, because I... You yeah. said the 17th, didn't you say the 13th and the 17th? We do proxies. Why don't we do the 13th and the 20th?
1: Okay, the two home games. Yeah, we could do yeah. that. Yeah, we do two home, yeah,
2: home games that way Jared is officially, you know, relieved <laughs> of picking. <laughs> and uh, maybe we can bring John on for uh, if Jared can't uh make the podcast, which I think you can because you uh...
0: gonna... I, okay. I'm probably not going to be in the shape too, because fine. Um, um, <laughs> on both days I wouldn't be out in the sun, you know, out it. in the heat, in both Vegas and Pasadena those days.
2: Right. And then you'd have to find a way to watch the match somehow. And I don't think you're going to be able to, cause you don't do ESPN Plus, And I don't think they're going to post the match box 40. I don't think they're going to post the uh um, on demand that quickly. So we're fine. We got yeah. you covered. I may have to look into
0: ESPN plus, especially since, uh, Hearing that uh Huntersfield Town is uh streaming on ESPN plus. So I may so Mickey may have to twist my arm there. Who knows?
2: For a month. It's just for a month, the month of May. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. that's true. Just one. Well, we let's should... go ahead and take a look at standings. Now that okay. we looked at the podcast winter dinner standings, which looked great and they're looking better <laughs> as the weeks move on. But for another team that things are looking good as always is Sac Republic. So I mentioned at the beginning first place not just in the west but overall and now we can actually say that we don't have charleston battery right there trying to share first place with us despite us having a better differential now we are the solid first team uh, first place team 17 points in 7 matches five wins two ties 13 goals scored one goal against you look at the next team it's charleston battery in the east with 15 points also seven matches played And on our side of the table, Western Conference, you have San Diego Loyal now taking over that second spot, 14 points. Third place, you got Colorado Republic with 13 points. And then San Antonio is dropping. And this is something that brings joy to all of us, too. I know Jared, right now we could see him. He's (laughs) a blessing. Yes, 12 points. They couldn't beat Phoenix, who. We've been talking about it for a few weeks now. They haven't been doing that great, right? <laughs> Only one game one four ties, and one loss.
2: They're so and, plagued uh, with yeah. injuries. you got to feel for a team, even if you don't like them, you know, when they're plagued with injuries, because that just sucks. Yeah, at, at least
0: Phoenix is fighting.
2: I mean, I'll give them that. They, they, they're they in there fighting.
0: I mean, but, but uh, poor Las Vegas. Oh, boy. I mean, hey, they're... they're-
2: they're they're Las Vegas. They're doing it again. I mean, it's like <laughs> every year. It's like Las Vegas. They're being themselves. They're just themselves. And then when we go to play them in Cashman,
0: the, uh, yeah, I'm not putting any more money on on that, that match anymore. Forget <laughs> that. I already knew what happened last time. No.
1: There you go. <laughs> oh, uh, Jared, you should have put money on the match against uh, Louisville, right? The odds are probably like pretty even in that match, and then. Look at what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of of
0: all the things that to put money on, that would have been one. And the other would have been the Kings winning the Pacific division. Uh, uh, Cause then I'd be rolling in the VIP money there, but it's in the past. Let's focus on, on our boys in red here. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah, like cool. we said, San Antonio Ford, Monterey Bay still sticking through fifth place, which is great to see him there. I mean, they're, they're doing uh, good things. El Paso, sixth place, Oakland roots falls to seventh place. And, Phoenix is in a place, right? I mean, they're in playoff territory right there. And then list moves on. OC, Toros, New Mexico still down there. But they still that little situation with their home venue. And then another team with the situation, Las Vegas Lights, and their home venue as well. So
2: Oakland Roots has situations with the home venue. It's like all these teams with situations and hopefully we'll get, you know, good news in July about our situation as far as venues in the future. So we, we've got it. Um, Thank you for going through the, the stats. We don't necessarily have to talk about the Eastern conference. Moving on, let's talk about one of our new favorite topics. And that is the Huddersfield town our across the pond cousins. um, And where they are sitting, they're trying to avoid relegation and Pro-Rel is a very, uh, uh, it's a it's an interesting bed partner when you think about it because you don't want to be relegated, you know, which we don't have here in the US, but you also do want to be promoted. So uh, Huddersfield Town is skating by the skin of their teeth to stay above the relegation zone. They have a game in hand uh, and one of their uh, future opponents also has a game in hand that are also fighting to avoid relegation. So it's a, it's an interesting matchup all the way around. Uh, we love our friend John. Like we said earlier, he keeps us up to date on things going on in Huddersfield Town. We appreciate that. So here we go. Last couple matches or last three matches uh, are this weekend. We uh, Huddersfield plays Cardiff City in Cardiff. Then they're at home against Sheffield United and Sheffield United is, is fighting for a top spot to be promoted. So they're going to either, uh, whatever, cruise and not work hard because, you know, they're, uh, they're, or they're going to play like a dog, uh, real, real hard to make sure that they, uh, are one of the top teams that gets promoted. And then the last match is against Reading, is it? Uh, the last match of Huddersfield Town is, uh,
1: I yeah. believe against
2: Reading. that that's a dogfight fight as well, because Reading is sitting right now, one point below um, Huddersfield town. And if they, we're not going to do the math right now, we're going to do the math when we come back on our next podcast, but it's all dicey Huddersfield town is in 21st place. There's 24 places followed by Reading, Blackpool and Wigan athletic. And any one of those teams could surpass the other um so it's just it's all a big merry mix up at the bottom of the table there in the championship league over there in the FA English English FA so
0: let's go huddersfield yep. and to follow along you can watch ESPN plus like i mentioned earlier i may have to to, to put in for it again even if it means either waking up sunday at 4 a.m. or just waiting for the replay but either way we got our fingers crossed for the terriers
1: yeah, the next game is on Sunday, uh, this upcoming Sunday, 4 in the morning. So for all you uh, super early birds, <laughs> uh, you could catch that game. If not, when you wake up, we'll get news on that. But yeah, we'll definitely be crunching the numbers more once that game is over, because then we'll have a more even story, right? And not that game in hand, we'll know what the situation is for them, but... I mean, we know that three points are always sweet for any team that is uh, down below on the table, but if they get those three points, they are going to be that much closer to just saving themselves and staying in championship because you look at the bottom two teams, Wigan has 40 points, Blackpool has 41 points, and they could only play two more games, right? It's 46 total games, and Wigan can only achieve to getting 46 points, so they'd be out of there. You
2: said we were going to do the math. Next time.
1: Yeah, but it's it's just so tough for me not to when the numbers are so close and I could do it without even pulling <laughs> a calculator out.
2: <laughs> you're Mr. Spreadsheet Boy. You're my <laughs> your spreadsheet guy. So yeah, I, I expect you to have a full report in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: But he could not, in, in he too, could <laughs> he could not succumb to the sirens call of the spreadsheet.
1: Yeah, and I closed the spreadsheet already too, but I, I still have it in my head. But <laughs> but in general. They get the three points and their main worry is just going to be Reading. And I mean, what an epic matchup, right? It's like it couldn't have been written any better that the very last game they play is against Reading, right? And how often do we see that in a lot of these relegation promotion battles that that last game defines so much because you're literally fighting against the team that you're competing against and... It literally is a final, right? It might be relegation down there, but that is a final in itself. Where it's like loser right. might end up moving down, and luckily for us, it's going to be on Monday, May eighth at seven in the morning. So pretty accessible for everyone. And regardless of what happens this Sunday, that game's still going to be critical. Doesn't matter if they lose whatnot. I mean, it's going to be a critical match. So yeah, we'll be tuning in for yeah. sure. And yeah, Mickey Mouse is going to get some yeah. uh, of our money next month.
2: Yeah. And like you said, yeah, sorry. The next match is Sunday this weekend, not Saturday. And then, uh, so it's Sunday, Thursday, Monday, but check the schedule. So you know the time because it's really weird timing, like Sunday at 4am, um, which is, you know, at eight, that's what time it is their time. So, you know, you can always watch it on demand if you're on ESPN plus, cause they, they have, you can do immediately on demand matches, So there you have it.
1: Now, i got to say that the good thing for them is that the last two games are at home. So you're going to have your people supporting you. You're going to have that playing for you. And what better motivation than that, right? And I mean, ever since the news broke out with Kevin, the team has been doing better, right? You almost want to think, I mean, the players have definitely been motivated with that news because, yes, they've had one loss, but I mean, they've had a couple of wins, a couple of ties. and you know, they're moving things around and they they know that, you know, when you have a new ownership group, you know, new things are going to be happening. And if you stay in championship, I'm sure all the players are um, wanting to see what all the new, like great, exciting changes are going to look like. So it's an interesting end of season there for them.
2: Yes. And, you know, it's always nice to have cross continental possibility of, you know, sharing squads, sharing loaning players and, you know, bring him, bring him over. And I think every person here dreams, every guy here dreams of playing in the, you know, in the premier league, uh, you know, English leagues over there. And then a lot of the English league guys, they actually think, you know, Hey, it'd be fun to go to the United States and, you know, see what the United States is all about. So this will be very, very interesting uh, how this could work out in the future when it does, you know, I know that, all the dotted lines and t's crossed and i's dotted have to all take place but you know i don't know about you guys but i'm pretty excited about the opportunity should it go through and get approved
0: yeah i'm hoping this goes through as well i mean yes i know i've got uh not a whole lot of scarf real estate uh left here but i would definitely love to pick up one of their scarves and, and even their kits too their kits are uh, equal out to about Maybe sixty five dollars US, so that's kind of a bargain. I, I wouldn't mind uh, getting one of their kits.
2: Um. I've even looked at uh, places to stay. Should I decide I want to go across this overseas and and go see go see a, a, a match live and in person? I, I started to scope out. Okay, if there are home matches, where do you stay? And do you do Airbnb or do you do a hotel? And it's a cute little place, Huddersfield Town. It's a cute little place. So there you have it.
1: <laughs> yeah well hopefully it all happens It all will close through because we're really excited to uh, you know know what that means for us and all the players that could move from our side over there not just the academy guys but and you know there's going to be an unpopular thought right here but I think Jack Gurr can you imagine him like, even if it was in Premier League but playing in the championship how awesome would that be for him and how his speed could really like help them out so much I mean that could be a good opportunity for him to go back to the UK, right? To be there and, you know, get to continue to move on in his career too. So great opportunities, again, not just for Academy guys, but any player that comes through that wants to move on to that next level. And, you know, the reflectors are on you. It's championship, but we know it's a really competitive league. And you know what? It rivals even some of the top tier european leagues out there i mean it it could give some of the other countries game if if y'all watch their matches because you have teams that should be in the premier league too i mean it's it's tough
2: yeah like watford and you know these there are a lot of teams that blackburn Rovers was where casey keller not casey keller um uh brad friedel played Mm -hmm. for for blackburn for many years um we you know we've seen uh middlesbrough in the top level we've seen Sheffield United in the top level Burnley has been in the you know the Prem West Brom uh they've been in the top level I've seen Norwich, I've seen Swansea I've seen Watford, you know all the and whole Stoke I used to follow Stoke. I don't know why it was i you know there are teams there that i've I have followed in the past and kept an eye on q p r sorry, had to do that. <laughs>
1: Queens Park Rangers, Jared. Mighty Morphin Park Rangers, right?
0: <laughs> yep, the QPR, but of many jokes in the British comedies in the late eighties, early nineties. But you know, it's all part of being on on the pitch. But still, I gotta say, Terriers, the only direction is up, and I know you will go up. So get the get the get away from relegation as far as you can.
2: So, just FYI, not bragging. I am showing you guys right now a Sunderland Jersey and Sunderland is also in the championship. So Sunderland AFC. this is very old one when they had Adidas. I don't know who was the number 12 back when we played them in a friendly when Graham Smith was uh, the uh, direct, you know, whatever he was the general manager slash director of soccer. Um, yeah. So I haven't, I have a Jersey. Nice. Yeah.
1: Any last final parting words, Sharon, Jared, before we say goodnight?
2: I would just say, my goodness gracious, I hope I am so wrong on my scoreline prediction because we do not want extra time. We do not want to go to PKs for Oakland Roots against Oakland Roots. I hope we just cream them like mashed potatoes and, you know, we win the match 3-0, 4-0. I would love to see me be wrong and go Republic and go everybody. Well. Wednesday is definitely going to be a stressful
0: day, but all I got to say is let's sweep this I-80 Classico. Let's get the Kings beating the Warriors, and let's get the Republic FC taking the roots out of the Open Cup. Go Republic, go Kings.
1: Yeah, and for mine, if you're able to go out, watch the game, please get your tickets. Uh, They're reasonably priced, as we usually see them for these uh, Open Cup rounds, and it's going to be a good one. We are probably going to get plenty of away fans, so. As I've mentioned it already in the past, just make yourself be heard, get there as early as you're able to, because they'll probably already be there before uh, some of the home fans. So you definitely want to make sure that, you know, we show them that this is our home and not let them be too loud because they, they could be loud. Sharon knows this and you've witnessed a couple of things and we've like spoken about that before. So the guys are going to need all the support that they can get because it's not going to be an easy one. And, you know, after the game against Crossfire, we learned our lessons that never take any team for granted. And true Oakland might not be doing as good this season. And they're having their own situation with their home turf and all that. So it's been a little messy there, but they could still have a strong team and they know last season that they didn't do good in the cup. They didn't move on. (laughs) and, You know, this is their opportunity to make history in a team that, you know, is just starting out with their history. So they're going to want to like play as hard as we are because they're going to want to actually advance. So let's take advantage. We're in our home turf. Let's move on to the next round and continue to live the open cup dream and allow us to travel to venues outside of ours. Should we play against MLS teams uh, at their home turfs? Because It would be awesome to go back to San Jose, watch him play there, or heck even make the trip down to LA and watch him play against, uh, you know, one of the LA teams too. So
2: So $5 beer night on Wednesday. Remember that. And one last final thing, the Academy, uh, they worked hard over the weekend, but there's a lot of things uh, ahead for the Sac Republic Academy. The, U15s and the U17s will be preparing for MLS next flex tournament in May in Maryland, where they will face top level squads from across the nation. That's directly from SAC Republic's website. So we'll try to get some of the academy schedules posted. Uh, we have, we have their schedule, but we haven't been very good about making sure to get it out there on the wall so people can actually follow the academy. But go Republic, go Kings sacramento against everyone let's go
1: yeah and we'll be sharing more of their schedules out on on others but thanks for sharing that on our instagram stories i i saw that you had something shared there on them so people can go out and support if uh, you're able to make it to a match well everyone as always thank you so much for your support for listening to our shows we really appreciate it and you'll hear us next sunday here on state of the republic podcast hear the music Let's go ahead and introduce our special guests here. Our not special guests. <laughs> I'm thinking no, of. No, I think
2: we're both special. I think Jared and Sharon. We're both special. Jared, you agree with me on that one, right?
1: Of course. Special co-hosts here. Let me do that over. Special that
2: co-hosts. Part. No, we're just your freaking co-hosts.
1: <laughs> but not, not guests though. Co-hosts here. We go. Bean. and this is something that brings joy to all of us too. I know Jared. Right now we could see him. He's kind <laughs> <starting> a buzzer. <laughs>